in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here. So grab your assigned seat, sit back, and enjoy this week's top 10. Brought to you by the Schmoes No Network. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to our first, first uh, fan-requested recap. What do we, I don't know, what do we call this thing? Eh, that's not a bad one. Requested right. requested recap. Requested recap. The okay. Top ten. Something we haven't really talked about that. Once again, <laughs> off air discussion. We bring it right to straight to on air. We haven't even introduced ourselves or the show. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I mean, they got to know us by now, for God's sake. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, this is, I don't mind doing that because it lets the fans in on like what we it's like how we normally the thought come process. Up with this. Yeah, exactly. We're not, you know. I don't either. I just love that. <laughs> We literally went from my wife is running in and out to grab something and then retreat back to the bedroom as yeah. soon as she does. Boom, record, and we just go right back to our conversation. <laughs> We're just basically taping our conversation for right. a couple hours tonight. Uh, well, welcome to the Top Ten Show. Um, this I'm John Roca. I'm Matt Nost. And uh, we this is a, a recap because we, we kind of came up with this idea of wanting to get fans' requests for... Well, people like on YouTube will say, hey... You know, I've never yeah. heard you guys talk about this movie, or I would love to hear something based on this, and you know, right. because of these things, or whatever the case is. Right. Or are you ever going to talk about so and so? And be like, that kind of creates an excuse of, hey, let's talk about so and so. Right. And uh, you know, we've already got the next two lined up, which will be out today. Yeah. Which is uh, Galaxy Quest versus Star Trek Two. Make your choice. That's tough choices, man. The voting cuts off Friday at noon. Poo. So. <laughs> Full Costanza over here. I love it. Oh, Jerry. Remember, it's not a lie if you believe it. It's true. <laughs> it's true. It's all in what you tell yourself. Yeah. Um, the, I thought it was a great idea. This just seems like a lot of fun. And uh, the fans really responded, which was amazing how many people got I and I thought Clue was going to win yeah, for a I little while there. Clue was looking like it was going to be in the lead, and then a late surge. Yeah, good fella snuck in. But there's also a late yeah. surge for There Will Be Blood. Yeah, I They bet were all was. within, I think, like six or seven votes of one wow. another. Wow. It would have been interesting to do There Will Be Blood. I, I love that movie. So I know. I was fun. honestly kind of looking forward to doing either the other two because we haven't talked Clue, and we've right. never really sat down and done an in-depth description of There Will Be Blood. Yeah. Whereas we've talked Goodfellas, which I don't mind. I love yeah. Goodfellas, so We've I can talk about the it. The fans want to talk about us to talk yeah. about it more. So you love half of Goodfellas. I do. Yeah, I love half of Goodfellas. Which, by the way, spoiler alert on a twenty-some odd year old film. Yeah, please. Yeah, if you're listening, <laughs> we always do this. it on the recaps anyway. <laughs> That's true. Might as well continue in that tradition. If you don't, yeah. If you haven't seen the movie, thanks for the download. Go see the movie. Yeah, exactly. Come back and listen to us talk about. Don't it. say you can never call yourself a film fan in my eyes. That's true. If you're as long as you're above a certain age, right? Which just in that you may not have had as much time to watch as many movies. But if you're above a certain age, you've never seen Goodfellas. Seriously. Something was wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, something. Something is wrong with you. Fucking forget about it. There's too much carbon monoxide in your air or something. It's, right. You're short, short-circuiting. Uh, I love this film. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Directed by? Scorsese. Right. Starring? 
Uh, we got Leota right. at his best. We right. got Pesci at yep. his best. And we got De Niro at his best. Right. All three of them crushing it. Yes. Sorvino is great in this. Sorvino is great. Lorraine All, Bracco is great. Yeah. Lorraine Bracco is amazing. Yes. It's absolutely amazing. Sexy All, as hell in that movie for whatever reason. All the peripheral characters are yeah. excellent. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And introduction, or introduction to some of them in a lot of ways, like Imperioli is Spider. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So spy, I, that Spider. Spider. Yeah. It's a boom, boom, but I just fucking shoot his feet off. Why exactly. not? There are no repercussions for my actions. Oh, uh, there's great characters throughout. And that's what makes the movie. I think it's what's so fa- fantastic about the movie. It's like at first it's, it's this hard, you get this hardcore drama thing, but there's always like this, like these little comic relief moments. There's little comic, the comedy within the insanity of this kind of life, you know, like how he almost kills Morty like four or five different times before he yeah. finally fucking kills him, but how close he is to doing it. And there's this kind like of, you can see him like holding humor. back. Yeah. yeah. It's a weird kind of uncomfortable humor as you're watching it, you know, and all those kinds of things. And, and, uh, I don't, it's an interesting dude. Listen, that like, like you said, I wouldn't say the first half, I'd say the first three quarters of the film I enjoy. And as soon as it starts to, as soon as the cops start getting close to them, I start to I, I hate it because I because it ruins the illusion of it that I enjoy so much. But I that's what I love about it because it's right. a true crime story that, at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, the way it, it also starts, it's through Henry Hill's recollection is yeah. where the movie starts. So it's got this great patina to it. Yeah. It's got this great like oh. everything was nice. Let's stop for a second. Did you say patina? Patina. Yeah. I don't want to hear shit anymore about European reviews. Patina. That's a big word. Not a lot of people use the word patina. Well, that's what I'm, I'm not saying it's an I'm, actual. I'm saying it's like I'm a, giving you respect. A glossed over. No, like, no, no. You say patina, you stick to patina. It's fine. It's, I got no problem with it. I use the damn word. I like the word. But it, it's you can see that he's romanticizing. Like, Absolutely. You know the violence that happened was good old boy violence. Yes. And nothing bad ever happened. You know nothing really bad. If right. anything bad bad happened, is between gangsters. There was no collateral damage. Right. And, but he he saw the monkey business shenanigans. Hey, go park these cars. Hey, go sell these cigarettes. Right. You did nothing, but you look back on it fondly, just like we all look at our childhoods fondly. Right, right. So everything we associate it with it, like this week's show, a bunch of movies from our childhood. Yeah. Once you see them retread it in your adult years, you want to strangle somebody. Yes, absolutely. Uh, as the film progresses, you see his perspective or Scorsese's perspective within the film yeah. progress, and it just gets rawer and edgier, and as as things become realer, and he morphs into the uh, an actual criminal. Yeah. And the full trappings of that, and it just him slowly spiraling, spiraling, right. and just it all comes apart at the end. Well, because there's no place else he can go. Like if he, he wants go to live, get a regular job, he can't has go to, to jail. Yeah, he has to keep working his angles. He has to keep working whatever's available to him, so he stays so he can stay alive and keep paying rent and afford the mortgage and go out and live that life that he was living. He's got kids now, and, and right, one of his kids has a was he has a mental handicap or something, or, is, or he's physical handicap. Physically, yeah, right. And so he's, I don't think it's his. I think it's 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 his, uh, is it his brother or oh, his cousin? His, his brother. You're right. It's his brother. So it's just that kind of thing, and so he's got all these responsibilities. But you see it as as the family moves away, and it's also it's great because it mirrors the change in the country. Right in the 50s and 60s, 40s, 50s, 60s, like there was this illusion of the good times, the golden era, all this kind of jazz, and then cocaine and drugs. Oh, well, we had unparalleled growth. Right, exactly. Just because world, uh, Europe was destroyed from World War II. Right. And thanks to the Marshall Plan, we funded and got them into even more debt, so now they owe us debt, but they need to buy our goods, and we're right. just living large. Plus, exactly. we have all the accrued debt from World War II because— 
everybody borrowed from us, which right. is a byproduct of actually World War One when we became the world's banker. It went right. from London was the seat of power to now New York City is because right. you all bankrupted yourselves and we got all your gold. Exactly. It's fucking, you know. So, yeah, through the 40s, 50s, whatnot, they're riding the tidal wave of that. There's good jobs across, you know. Exactly. Blue-collar jobs pay you a living wage. Yeah. And you can buy a home and do all those things on right. it. And there's progress and... All that stuff. Yeah. And it mirrors what's happening with him as he's up and coming through the ranks of the mafia, the mob. And and, and he's all this exposure he's getting, all the attention he's getting, all the things he's learning and all the angles he's playing and all the ways of making money that he's learning how to do through this whole thing. It's all romanticized so that when he has those like that tracking scene where they go down into the restaurant. Oh, it's it's, beautiful. it's It's such a great uh, mirror, I mean, great, uh, uh, yeah, I guess mirror into their world. This is how they viewed themselves. This is how they viewed their world. You know what I'm saying? You didn't see the cowering bartender or the cowering Yeah, somebody's boys, ass is kicked. Right, or cowering waiters, which is what the Sopranos did so well, was to show you the actual damage of people like this to the people around them that have nothing to do with their world. And it's what happens in Goodfellas is the romantic nature of it at the beginning. And then, then they pull off the Lufthansa, Lufthansa heist, and you think... Lufthansa. Lufthansa, I'm sorry, heist. And you think, okay, this is it. They, you know, they you can retire. This money, you can retire, you let go, walk away from the life. And uh, what it does, yeah. it makes them even crazier. But, uh, and rightly so, given what they are. Yeah. Which, you know, they're all fucking caged animals. Yeah. And now you're putting all these caged animals together in a playpen and throwing a big steak in there. And everybody promised they'd get a piece of that steak. Right. And eventually, uh, the De Niro caged animal came over and was like, you, no, you're yeah. fucking out. You're gone. You bought a pink Cadillac? Adios, amigo. Your wife's wearing a fur coat? Yeah. You're drawing too much heat. Even though he's he's fictionalizing all the heat, but yeah. anybody sees it, instantly all eyes are on you. Yeah. Or at least they'll start tracking. But isn't that what's... Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, Matt. No, no, it's all right. Go. I think what's interesting about the film. Like At the beginning, these characters are really... Uh, uh, like attractive, interesting, even when they've done characters. terrible things. Yeah, even though they don't, do, but they've got this power to them, right? The power of youth, the power of riding high, and the momentum of your time in that light, in that that, that time in your life, your, your early thirties or whatever. Like you just feel like cockstrong. You can't be beaten as a man in the world. But then you see them get older, and as they get older, the reality of their lives creeps in and the change in the world creeps in the desperation the hunger the need to stay alive the need to 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 be part of this world in some way shape or form and it turns de niro who was this uh, jimmy conway was this respected guy always took care of everybody yeah it but cool. it was feared yeah. it wasn't respect you, it was right, fear. fear feared but it but still they had that right it turns him into this a desperate guy who is like almost at the end serves up Karen to be killed in the back of some. He has to. That's dude. a loose. That's what I'm saying to you. Had he been able he to kill her? A paranoid asshole. Well, rightly so, because Leota flips on him shortly thereafter. Right. So he well, could see the writing on the wall yeah. of, okay, well, I need to eliminate a problem, and you just right. went from my friend to a problem, and guess what? I don't fucking care about you anymore. But that's what I mean. Like he was so cool at the beginning, but then after the the Lufthansa heist, he becomes this paranoid. Mm-hmm. Guy rightly who, so. Who kills people all the time? Well, I don't know if it's rightly so that he should be killing people left no, no, and right. No, just from his perspective, because right. he's done something yes. that now is going to catch uh, the attention of. Look, there, there was feds on him before, right? But now he has the FBI on him. Not just a couple guys that are trying to squeak out a case, right? He has the FBI yeah, up their ass. He pulled the heist off. He should have known that would have been coming. True. But what he be, what he becomes? Yeah, but what's you know desperation of age is what I'm trying to get at. He's like he's no longer cockstrong. But he's afraid. The dominoes get get 
started tumbling in his direction once Sam Jackson doesn't dispose of the van yes, properly. Right. And it's just like, okay, well, what prints are in there and who's going to tie me now to this? Right. So if that you know was not provoked, maybe everybody lives. Yeah, maybe. But at that point, it's just like, oh, I'm not going to jail for any right. of you fucks. So I might as well just kill all of you. Poor Frankie Carbone. Oh, Put up in that freezer. Oh, Icicles is hanging truck. off his huge <laughs> caterpillar brows. And out of his nose, I think, too, oh. like a really long one. You know that guy tried to sue The Simpsons recently? For making one of uh, uh, Fat Tony's? Yes. They seen, they said it was his likeness, and they never got a permission for his likeness. He sued them for $20 million, this guy. And oh, they lost. Was, they threw they it actually out. went to court? Yes, they went to court. The judge threw it out, saying it was, saying it was parody. So it, it is covered. parody. Yeah, so it's covered. This yeah, just, uh, I can't believe that. My guess is they thought they'd settle. Probably. Because otherwise, oh, fuck, we got to go through with this and be like, we lost. Yeah. I'm sure they're, the, the lawyer knew, but he still got paid. Right. But but, it, but the, the, also the good thing about this movie, brother, is there's so many, it introduces you to so many people who are who are coming for The Sopranos. Like Paulie Walnuts yeah. is in this movie. You know, In a big, small part. Yeah, small big pussies in this movie, I think. Uh, you, you've got all these different people dancing around the edge. Chris, Imperi- you know, Michael Imperioli. Yeah, Imperioli, but it's also a bunch of other people that end up being Rock sprinkled Rock. around other mob movies. Yeah. Just like, oh yeah, shit. That guy. Like, uh, analyze this. There's like, you know, two, three oh, guys yeah, in that, that, that are in <laughs> yeah, right. Goodfellas. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. You guys get work. All right, good for you. You're yeah. getting work over here. That's the way it works. Yeah. But no, I enjoy that. I enjoy the romance. I guess you could say romance between. Uh, oh, him and Karen? Leona. It's love. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Because she calls him out. Like, she comes and gets him after he stands her up. That scene is so great. It's so. I know. I've had that scene. And that's the only thing that's going to gain his respect, too. Right. Is right. demanding it and coming into his world, making him look small. Yeah. But it's just like, oh, she's feisty. Yeah. You know, she's a fighter. I like this. And she's not like the other Goomba wives. Yeah. When she went to that party with all of them. Oh, and she's yeah, like, yeah. they're all her- t- terrible people. They're talking about killing their kids and they have all that blue, like, face mask shit. And they all look terrible. Just terrible. Too much makeup. Her voiceover is great during that sequence. I know. There's so many when he wakes up yeah. and she's got the gun oh, in his face. Yeah. Karen, Karen. Oh, oh man, scene, dude. Uh, so real too because when he flips her over, it looks like he really flips her over, and he punches the cab, the bedside stand. He goes, "I ain't got enough going on. I gotta come over exactly this. deal and, with this shit. Yeah, deal with this shit and here." She's like legitimately crying, dude. It's oh, such no. a great real acting moment, dude. Because a her world is destroyed. Yep. She wants him gone, but she knows that she can't live without him. She loves him. him. Yeah. yeah. She ultimately, like, she needs this man. But yeah. then his reaction, like, I don't have enough shit. And be yeah. like, so this is less than that to you? Yeah. That's more stressful. And you can, so it destroys her again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is so good in this yeah. movie. Yeah. And even at the end, near the end, when, they, when she flushes the drugs down the mm-hmm. toilet, her reaction is so, like, like, it's just the end. It's the end. There's no other option. They got to go on the run. Or he's got to testify, and it's you can see that her rea- and her rea- it's, it's the end of the whole journey, man. It's this is what it led to, all the awesome experiences and memories and all this shit living high on the hog, fucking end up in the yeah. drugs flushed down hat the toilet in hand. with hat in hand with no money, nothing, nothing to show for thing. it. Yeah, you know, great. You had this really weird seventies wall that would open up, and there's your TV. Yeah, good for you. That's fucking gone. <laughs> That's right. Like all that stuff. And her sequence where she comes after the mistress, oh, it's so great, man. Banging on the banging yeah. on the fucking. She's a whore. Don't you know you're living with a whore? In room 213 or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, right. Just keeps, hits all the buttons. <laughs> I do sometimes to freak my wife out. 
because it just drives. I did it once. She, I said something to her that I knew that would piss her off and piss her off in a way that would make her laugh and say, fuck you. Yeah, right. Kind of thing. And then I did the Leota laugh after the, when he realizes Pesci isn't going to kill him after you make a clown. But that low, the lower jaw kind of juts out and his eyes go squinty and it's just evil and menacing. So I did that. She's like, don't ever do that again. <laughs> and I died laughing. So now I will pepper that in every once in a while with a little Leota laugh from that. She fucking, I don't blame her. It's a creepy ass laugh. <laughs> and just this. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, uh, I mean that sequence is, is legends, great, right? It's great. There's uh, there's so many in yeah. that, yeah. like the, the the stupid scams that the mob would pull, where where you're bankrupting a company, right? And then eventually you just light it on fire. Yeah, you're like, oh, okay, that's one way you made money. Interesting. Like I understood, like the I robbed a coat or uh, a truck of coats, like yeah. and I got extra coats, but to build money out this way and take advantage of the system just right. for free money. And then the sequence that, and then, then that's a perfect uh, moment of humor as well. When he's trying to ask Henry to come with him on the date with the, cause he, cause he's like, Pesci's trying to get him to come out and, yeah. and they stupidly almost get caught setting the fucking place on fire uh, because they're having that stupid conversation about real life, about yeah. real life. In the meantime, they're doing all this other stuff. The, 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 the minutia of real life. But even like the second date, when he no shows oh, yeah. entirely, and Pesci, I don't know, he was talking about you all week. He's eating, asking about yeah, exactly. He's devouring no his steak, and fucking Bracco is just sitting there like, "Fuck this, fuck you." And Pesci's date is trying to yeah. like assess, but at the same time, oh, it's fucking so good. Yeah, the stuff with Frank Vincent, my God, the shine box stuff. Mm-hmm. All As I was going to say earlier, is <clears throat> yeah, what you're talking about where you the, the characters you look through. You know, through like a rose tent or whatnot. Yeah, like you're yeah, looking yeah. back fondly at. They carried that charm and that likability even through when they kill him. Yeah, and he's out in the trunk and they're eating steaks and they're cracking jokes and you're yeah. laughing along with them. Yeah, because they're not exactly they're not quite evil yet. Right, they're on the precipice of it. You know, it's gonna like you can feel it. It's gonna happen at that point. And the, but the way he's also presented in the movie in that scene, he's presented as an antagonist to the people we've been following for the majority of the film. So it's like at that point when he show, Frank Vincent shows up and fucks with Pesci, you know, then it becomes like we don't care if he yeah yeah go beat him up it's all right uh, or I don't know kill him but like certainly beat him up and he's you know whatever happens to him happens to him he took his chances but the made guy thing you don't see that coming and yeah. when it happens you're like oh fuck. There's rules. Even when this wacky ass world, there's these rules you can't fucking break, and nobody lets you off the hook for those. No, which is what ends up happening. But to see De Niro melt down in the phone booth, oh my lord, just Matt. great, just destroys it out of sadness. Yeah, comes through in the form of rage. Right, just it's so powerful, and you don't hear. You know, it's like through the pulls back. Yeah, and it's just kind of this silent little rage. I always felt in that moment that it was an indication of like the, the acting work they've done, that there was a, a stronger relationship between him and uh, uh, Joe Pesci's character in the movie than it is with him and Leota. Oh, because okay, sure. You know, it just, it's his, he, like what he was saying uh, before he goes out to the phone to get the call. He's like, oh, he's going to be our, we're going to have somebody in the yeah, inside. Yeah, our guy in the inside. Our guy in the, yeah, he's like, God, this, all this stuff. And then, boom, it goes down because of something they did. Well, it makes them made by him. proxy. Right, exactly. Which they could never do and be like, all right, so now one of ours is. Right. So nobody, nobody can touch us. In essence, that's such a great uh, pain and, ho- and like I don't know, painful sequence when he gets shot. I mean, yeah. because he realizes just before the bullet gets. Oh, fuck! Boom, and yeah. just the blood going out over the tile. 
And then the simple so phone call, good. the other guy, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. I don't remember exactly what he said. Done. Nothing could be done. Yeah, nothing could be done. <laughs> yeah. uh, he didn't make it, and that's, uh, that's, the, that's it. Yeah. What do you mean he didn't make it? Nothing could be done. Oh, man. And I, you know, I don't have to tell you any more than that. Right. This exactly. is amongst Sicilians. Right, because you're not in any way, shape, or yeah, form. Yeah, you're not. You're Irish. at all. Yeah, exactly. And Sorvino is great, too. I mean, those sequences when he's like, you know, it's literally this economy of effort. He is just this slow-moving iceberg through the whole film. Uh, and then even in the end when he's like, I got to turn my back on you. I got to turn my back on you. Right? Yeah, he hands it's, him that wad. It's yeah, like three grand or something. Yeah. And it's like real, like just all that kind of stuff is such great performances throughout the film. All right, so so when it turns darker near the end, that's where I I can kind of tune out because it becomes so dirty and gritty and it's just not my game, man. Debbie Mazar showing up in the coke as his mistress. That's who he's choosing to have. Like before he had this woman living in the certain yeah. area. Now he's Debbie Mazar. It's a drug queen. She's not even a drug queen. She's just a woman that will do all this crap for him. Yeah, I guess what I mean. Comes yeah. over and has sex and pays for her apartment and yeah. buys her things. And that's right. all it is. Right. But this is the kind of woman that he's having an affair with. Yeah, well, know, what so. kind of woman lets you process cocaine at her apartment? That's right. That's what I'm saying. A, an apartment that you're paying for and she knew before this ever, like, yeah. even got remotely this far that you were a mobster. You've killed people. Yeah. Now you deal drugs. Yeah. You know, the fault lies with her as well. That's true. No, no, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. It's just interesting to see the progression of his what his mistress was before this woman that at least had a pretense of being a little higher elevated or a little higher status to what he's ended up with now, which mirrors, of course, his uh, destruction. You know, throughout the film as it goes further and further. But what do you think about, like in reality, his final decision to rat instead of like taking his lumps and going to jail? Like, what did you think about that? What like. What do I believe he should have done, and do I yeah. deem it right or wrong? Sure. I have no fucking idea. Yeah, you have no opinion on that? No. What he should have done or should not have done? It, look, it, I have no opinion because I have never, nor will I ever be a mobster. <laughs> I will never have illegally run drugs internationally and killed people, and <laughs> there is no honor among thieves. Mm. So, and That's true. technically, he's not a part of the mob. No, no, right. But I'm not saying what he did is right. There is no such thing as right with these people. Yeah, true. It's just everybody out for their own, and some people decide to band together and others don't. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's never right and it's never wrong, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. They're all just <laughs> doing what they do for themselves. Right. Just like we all are. Just, yeah. They're willing to cut corners. Right, and be effective at it. Yeah. And, you know, there's little moments throughout the film that are real moments of life. That I think really give the moment, uh, give really give the movie so much more, um, so much more art, and so you're, you're more interested in those sequences. Like the, we mentioned the marriage sequence, right? Her her being like call caught up in what the whole marriage yeah. with all those people showing up there with a bag of money. Nobody's gonna steal it, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, it's the safest right now. And, and in the sequence where they go to visit him to tell him he's got to get back together with her, like where Sorvino and De Niro and Pesci all come visit him to sit him down and be like, you got to go back. We understand this is the way things are done, but you got to go back. You can't be doing this bullshit. Yeah. And that's the reality of life. It's like, hey, this is the way it goes. You know what I'm saying? Your friends sometimes will come and be like, hey, you got to do this. Yeah, but it's also they're saying that because if you two get divorced, then she becomes a liability. And do you want your wife and kids to be a liability? Exactly. There is that underpin or underlying threat. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they would have gone that far because he hadn't really provoked their right. ire to that degree. Right. But later on, no problem. And it goes to show you. <laughs> Sorry, man. It goes to show you, like, 
He gave them so many years and it didn't fucking matter. Didn't fucking matter. No, there is no retirement plan. There's no 401k. They don't. I mean, there is no long term plan. Nobody. There's only one way to get or two ways to get out. Yeah. You know, jail or death. Right. That's it. That's the only ways you're getting out. Every once and again, there's a mob boss that does manage to retire. Yeah. But it's pretty fucking rare. Right. Uh, Meyer Lansky. Yeah. There's a mob boss that. Yeah. Um. Joey, I think it wasn't. He died. I'm trying to think. Like, there's a couple other examples, but okay. pretty much everybody else gets killed or managed to go to jail. But it's pretty rare to take a boss to jail. It's the life. Yeah, it's it is. Life, you knew what you were signing up for long before yeah. it came to this end. Yeah, there's such great sequences at the beginning. Where they get you, the kid that casts him is him. Oh my god, what a great! I know what a great Hendry? look. Young yeah, Hendry, Young Hendry. Uh, all the 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 little sequences they have him building up and discovering stuff as he goes along, and how it mirrors. What happens later in the film as well for him once he achieves that certain status, like having Spider do essentially what he was doing years ago, bringing mm-hmm. drinks to the players. But Pesci's so great because Pesci, uh, and he did this in a few films, I guess, is he's an X Factor, man. You don't know what he's going to do, and he's best playing characters like that. I really think so, which is why he's so great in Goodfellas. Like he's just, you don't know what's going to happen. He has that screw loose, yeah. and you don't fucking know what's going to happen at any moment, you know? So I enjoyed, I enjoyed that about him, the character that they created for him. Leota was interesting, right? Because Leota hadn't really... And he talked about this, if you read interviews on it. He campaigned for this like crazy with Scorsese. Uh, he wasn't sure. Scorsese was looking at a bunch of other people. And Leota just kept after him, man. I mean, what was Leota headlining before this? Uh, not really as a yeah. lead. Something wild... Uh, yeah, but he's not the lead of that. Field of Dreams. He's not the lead of that. Right. That's what I'm saying. He hadn't really got. Didn't Field of Dreams come after this? No, because Field of Dreams is 89. Oh, that's true. Like 91 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I just, I didn't, until this, I don't recall thinking of a Leota led project. And there you go. And this is, this is where, this, I think this is why he wanted to get it because it pretty much, and he's still working now. He's in Shades oh, honestly, of Blue. Honestly, because of that movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And not to say that he hasn't been great in other things along the way, but right. he was pretty much stellar, perfect yeah. in that film. Yeah. Just like, all right, well, you know, you got that in your bag somewhere. <laughs> so it means you might be able to pull it out again. Yeah. I think the soundtrack's how certain songs from the soundtrack oh, yeah. work with Scorsese the film. loves music. Oh, he's he does, really yeah. good with that. Yeah. Him and Tarantino, I think, are two of the best at using. Music, like actual music with lyrics, uh, in 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 their movies. Yeah, but I think like Scorsese chooses his because I think it it fits like the feel, yeah, whatnot. Or he's trying to go for the cinematic, whereas it, sometimes I feel like Quentin's trying to make a statement with the song, mm, yes. or make That's a more fair. artful like choice of like, look at this band that yeah. I found and made the great song that everybody forgot about, kind of yeah. thing. But that also could be because he does that with actors and be like, look, this guy's great. He should have been working for twenty years, so I'm going to give him a part. That's a good call. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, his certain, like the, the coda from, uh, Lola. Yeah. When, uh, the body is tumbling out of the back of the garbage truck, oh. that just that piano part, yeah. dun, dun, it's just like, oh man, all the bad things start happening. They got that sly guitar that comes in yep. and you just see the sequence of dead body after dead body after dead body. It's so sad, man. Yeah. It's just all the people wrapped up in Lufthansa. Yeah, but I love that movie to pieces. Even when it turns dark, it's still just like, yeah, that's a portrayal of what living that life must be like. Yeah. I, I don't know. Right. No, no, I'm sure it is. And I guess you're right. I mean, it's... 
I don't know. Yeah, just for me, it just kind of ruins some of the magic of the movie, but that's the whole point of it. So it's me rebelling against the message that Scorsese is trying to send. Not in any way, shape, or form am I saying it's not a good movie because it's, it's just me rebelling against what Scorsese is trying to give us. You know, the whole... <laughs> you do what you end. do. So, <laughs> yes, yes, you get to have your opinion. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> that's right. Uh, well, anything else you want to say about the movie? No. Um, I think that's it. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for choosing Goodfellas. Yeah. Uh, it beat Clue by like... Four. Wow. And it beat There Will Be Blood by like seven. Oh. Something like that. So it was close. I drink your milkshake. Uh, you know what? I mean, those two films will probably come up in a duel at some point. At some point. And whatever the winner of that is. Yeah. Uh, but I like this week's. Make, yeah, make sure you vote. Please. Uh, f- once again, it's Friday noon is the cutoff, so you still got you know a couple days yeah. until we cut it off. But it is Galaxy Quest versus Star Trek Two. Right. There we'll review next week. That'll come out next week. It's oh, a tough choice, man. I love both those movies. Yeah. I I mean, look, I don't want to sway the people. I know what I want to talk. Well, if we start saying, oh, this, this, maybe yeah. we end up and people are like, yeah, we, you know what? Keep going. Right. So if you vote for whatever you want to vote for. There we go. Uh, thanks <laughs> right. for listening. Thanks, guys.